Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I'm your two-dimensional serial killer, Neil Polk, and joining me is our resident bioengineered weapon, Jay Krieger. Hey, what's going on, man? Not too much, not too much. Um, for this week's episode, we have a head-munching monster game and a demo for what is essentially a lo-fi single-player Dead by Daylight. These games can be found on Itch.io, and if you play them and enjoy them, make them happy little games by helping the developers out with a few coins, or maybe even just following the project. Jay, First, we're off to space this week and on board an asteroid lab where something terrible has been unleashed. Tell us, what terrible thing has been unleashed? Yeah, so my pick for this week was Crab Juice, which was designed by Rowan and Dev Dwarf with art by Tiny Box, Alphonse Six, Moy, and music by Connor Grail. And they created this in 48 hours for the Game Makers Toolkit Jam in which the theme was Roles Reversed. And you know, from the very brief description you gave, it's pretty clear the role that you'll be playing, which is a monster that has escaped from containment, basically, and it's getting its revenge against those that have, you know, made its life a living hell, mm. uh, as it were. And right off the bat, I think, in terms of this being an arcade game, it does such a great job of just setting the stage for the world in just a couple of words, right? So whenever you start the game, it just says, they locked you away, they tortured you, you were always waiting, and now you must feast, which is such yeah. a great primer, just tells you everything you need to know for you to dive right into a game that the only mechanic is using the mouse and it's a click and you leap towards the closest you know soldier um, or enemy that's near you so that you can basically like use their body as a temporary host. Yeah. Um, and the way in which you kind of get through these environments that are basically puzzles is that you have to leap from host to host because if your parasite you know, doesn't land on a host and kind of is just dormant on the ground, then you have this limited window before you have to latch on to the next host before you die, the nature of a parasite. Um, and so, you know, you get this little reticle that basically kind of looks like what you would have in one of the Worms games, right? So yeah. you can not only target the bodies that you want to inhabit, but then you can also use the reticle to like bank the parasite off of walls and different objects in the environment because the way that it's set up is being this arcade sort of puzzle game is that there's only a certain amount of hosts and you have to get through a variety of different layouts to get to the vent, which then sends you to the next room. So this game I would describe as being kind of a combination of Carrion, that monster game from a few years ago where you yeah. play what's broken out of containment, but it has a lot of sort of the identity of Super Meat Boy in it as well. 
where you're you know getting through these environments as quickly as possible and the game itself actually kind of times you and gives you a time at the very end for like how long it took you to escape containment um, and overall just this feels like a game that's made for speed running because of the level of strategy but also the quickness with which you should get through each of these rooms to get to the next sort of stage um, I would say it's an experience that took me quite literally 300 seconds to beat <laughs> um, based on the score that I got at the end. But there's a good amount of challenge in there and the ever-evolving nature of sort of going from section of this facility to different sections. So you'll encounter these normal guards, which are just patrolling, but then you encounter armed guards that can shoot at you when you're on another host. And then that evolves into these big guys that have shields and basically you have to get the shield away from them before you can uh, inhabit their body. So yeah, you know, I thought that this was great and just capturing that arcade puzzle hybrid sort of experience has a great look to it as well. I'm a fan of just the overall sort of arcadiness of it with sci-fi horror aesthetic of it. And overall, you know, I was just really taken with the uh, sort of capitalizing on the roles reversed sort of theme of this, um, which I thought, again, is one of those examples of like, I couldn't do this in a week or a month even and <laughs> try to make something like this. So the notion that a group of creative people got together in 48 hours and made this from, you know, just that theme to then a concept to a full game is just continually impressive and probably the probably one of the better ones that I've played that uh, had such a you know finite uh, window to develop and whatnot. And yeah. for what it's worth, it came in the first category of enjoyment of that game jam and fourth overall. Um, so that kind of gives people an idea of, you know, that this is a uh, a blending of genres and styles of gameplay that uh, definitely resonated with a lot of people as it did with me. But I'm curious, did it resonate with you? What did you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, the simplicity of it really sells it, doesn't it? It's just getting that down means you can kind of concentrate on other areas once you know what you're doing. And I think that's why it's got a good presentation. Kind of reminds me of um, a game called Pool Panic, which is like... It's like a world that was basically, you know, pool is part of the environment somewhat. And so, you, you know, you line up your shots, do blah, blah, stuff like that. So it's a little bit of that to it, but like in a really sort of microburst form, I suppose. Um, yeah, I like the, you know, very simple concept of like, oh, let's, you know, you have to munch one head to get to the next head and you take over each body and how that escalates is done smartly like i said really simple idea but you know even then you've got to do it right if you're going to do it and it has been executed really well you know i, I think every little jump up in, in difficulty um is done just right and just interesting and clever enough to you know maybe take a couple of times to figure out and then you go oh, okay so do that do that and then that little bit of timing you know that meat boy thing you sort of said you know that's there in that that you have to have a sense of timing to get things just right because you can't be stationary really you know for very long as the further you get in this game yeah it's like you said from the off it has that great sort of opening of you know giving the right words to sort of say you know basically your revenge story you know, back of a VHS in the nineties sort of thing. You know, you'd be like, "Yep, I'm renting this because it says this," like that sort of thing, and then just carries on with it perfectly. You know, it's not a lot more to say about it as a game, just because it is very simple. You know, I think mm. the music though, again, you know, is excellent. I think it really 
suits the atmosphere of this and I like that sort of comic book gleefulness to the horror of it, you know, with how you know it's it's gory but in a very minuscule way. Yeah, it, it it's a good game. It really I can see why it did well in that game jam because it's got pretty much everything you need to um stand out, you know. Yeah, it really is the type of game that just abides by that. Keep it simple, stupid. It's just that that simplicity sort of framework of it is just executed on really, really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a standout. It was indeed. Um, so before we go to our second pick, uh, we'll take a suitably short break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back. For our second game this week, we have a demo for a future indie project, Noah Lewin's uh, American Aristics sees friends reunite four years after they survived a mass murder performed by a killer known as the Lakefield Slasher. Uh, dubbed zombie by the press, the killer was snuffed out four years ago, but now there's a miraculous rebirth or a psychic imposter trying to hunt down the survivors. So this game is an interesting one to sort of describe, you know, for me, I think, because when I went at the beginning of the show and said, you know, it's kind of like you know, lo-fi, dead by daylight, but single player. It is, you know, it uses palettes. You know, it's, you can be, the, the final game will allow you to be the killer or the survivors. And, you know, it's all these sort of maze environments and getting around them, but, and finding things is your objective. But that could have been a very easy sort of cop-out, uh, you know, to do a game on. I really, really dug the uh, art style for this one. You know, I'm a big fan of like, um, you know, 2D character sprites on like three-dimensional back you know, environments. It's something, you know, from when Paradise Killer did it back in the day and a few games we've seen since that done it. It's something that really appeals to me aesthetically. But the way it's done here with the animation, the, the two-dimensional characters is just, something that really grabbed me straight away. Like the intro to this allows for a lot of like um, storytelling. So it's not always you controlling it. There's lots of hands-off stuff that tells the story, uh, which again is another reason why it differentiates itself from, you know, its inspiration. And, you know, these environments are very cel-shaded in their look, which is always a winner because, you know, it, it's an ageless sort of thing. It looked great, you know, whatever. And, yeah, that initial sort of um, two scenes, you know, you have the little chase scene. That actually made me jump this morning. Oh, just because. Yep. <laughs> me as well. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, it was very sudden. And I think there's just, again, something about a 2D killer just coming at you suddenly like out of nowhere. Um, even in that sort of dreamish environment it's, it has. Uh, being a demo, it's a bit truncated. So first you get a really good bit of story that's sort of before the titles, if you will. Where it sets up a kill in a very slasher testic fashion. You play a character going into a shop, getting some stuff, simple objectives, going back to your car. It goes out to this thing of the killer and him killing the people in the store and the people who come into the store. And 
yeah, it's a really superb sort of scene. You know, this ghost face esque, you know, esque as being nice because I think it's, yeah. it's very much, <laughs> it's ghost face yeah. very, very much so in a lot of ways. But, um, so yeah, then you have a jump. It's, it's clearly a jump in time to where they want the story to be because it just suddenly goes to, they're at a high school and they're being, they're, the killer's obviously already a known thing to them. Um, so they're running around this place, um, trying to search for keys, I believe. And yeah, it, it very much follows the Depodolent mold of, you know, the killer gets close. You hear a certain kind of music and, you know, you get very stab happy and hear him swinging his blade around, uh, nice little cool sound of it. And you run around, run away, you knock pallets over, you can shine lights on it and things like this. All the usual things like that. Now, that's very simplistic gameplay. That's fine. I, I kind of like to see where it connects more with the story because here, it, as I said, it is very isolated. One of those problems you get with demos in general um, in many games where you are story orientated, if you jump cut anything, you're going to lose a lot of the context and that can make it feel a bit off. You know? um, but because they start with that really great you know, opening, I think that was enough for me to go, yeah, okay. I, I really want to see where this is going, where they're going to, what's going to happen next. Even if the gameplay does end up to be similar to Dead by Daylight in terms of its style, that works for a slasher game. You know, that's perfect for what it is. And, you know, they are building a story of this, like they thought they killed the killer and now someone's back who claims to be the killer and knows everything the killer knew. But is it, you know, and... I mean, the, the premise set up at the beginning is like, you know, would you believe one of your friends is the, is a killer? So, you know, obviously putting a bit of paranoia in, in there. You know what? It, it's probably the most scream-like game I've seen. You know, you know even with like semi-official and unofficial not, nods at it. This is a really good interpretation of what a, a modern slasher can do in game form and you know that for me was a great thing about it because the visual style is one thing but you know to actually just kind of pull off the whole chase the whole build up of scenes like that and just add something you know it just made me think how much I would like a single player Dead by Daylight you know like that which uh, probably what those movies adaptations of it will be you know they will be some form of you know slasher sort of universe if you will yeah anyway how did you get on with this one yeah you know just to build off of what you were saying about you know this feeling very much like a scream game or scream adaptation that you would actually want to play you know we were talking about that not too recently Mm. um, about you know what we would like to see in a scream adaptation in terms of a game and this is exactly that right the fact that it plays against both sides of the story And it gives you sort of that on the ground feel of, you know, going through your old stomping grounds, but now there's a killer there or vice versa. And that you're the killer. You maybe you don't even know their identity, but you're hunting down these people that you have some some uh, plight against for whatever reason. But, you know, I think for me, right off the bat, the production value really stood out um, in a pretty major way. And, you know, it's very evident that this is a demo and not, you know, a single singular experience that's ready because, you know, right off the bat, clearly there's a team a, a team involved in making this because of not only that contrasting of different art styles from 3D to the 2D backgrounds that are really fantastic, especially yeah. when 
you know, there's a brief moment early on when you go into a uh, convenience store and you start picking up items. And when you pick up the items, you get that really cool 2D, almost sort of comic booky uh, graphical style yeah. that just, you know, contrasted against the background visuals um, looks really, really nice and places more emphasis on, you know, whatever you're interacting with. Same goes for when you're knocking over pallets or using your cell phone. Um, and overall, you know, the direction of the cutscenes in this, I was really impressed with as mm. well. Again, you know, early on when you're taking that drive through town after that tutorial dream, which I thought was pretty seamlessly introduced, right? You mm. kind of are running through this maze and if those uh, jump scares definitely got me as well, right? Where you have the killers kind of just jumping out at you, but it's not sort of live action yet. So you're not worried about getting killed or anything like that. Um, but then transitioning from that into a lengthy story bit of a conversation and the way in which the camera jumps around to give yeah. you a better perspective from in the car and then changing character perspectives, but then also like these exterior shots of the car while the conversation is still going. Um, little design touches like that and directorial touches like that um, just very clearly show that this is a team that has the vision down for what they're trying mm -hmm. to do with this experience. And I think at the same time, you know, the multitude of gameplay mechanics of going from knocking over pallets, shining a light, regardless if we've seen that elsewhere, like the fact that they are recreating those elements in this new format for a new experience, I was really impressed with. And if anything, um, it made me fearful in the way that I think a lot of games typically try to do with chase sequences. But yeah. in this, you know, you have a good amount of freedom. It's not just that you're being funneled down one hallway. You're given these wide open environments and then you have to make your own path, essentially, which I think is even scarier because of the fact that, you know, there's uh, some level of onus on the player to like begin and very quickly begin to memorize the layout of environments yeah. unless, you know, you want to find yourself down a one way corridor and then you get stabbed and then you got to restart. Um, I suppose the only thing that gave me some pause and Again, it's a demo and it's truncated slice of an experience. But, you know, I really do hope that for gameplay sake, it's a little bit less than just like hunting for keys the entire time. Yeah. Right. I think that if that was like one or two set bigger sections where you're getting chased or, you know, I think that those could be mixed up with like the smaller scale environments that we saw, which were very much narrative focused. Mm. But at the same time, like having smaller environments interchanged between the much larger ones just so that way you can have that same level of the detail it doesn't always have to be you know ru running for your life because that's going to get old pretty quick right you don't want a game yeah. where it's like as soon as it starts all i'm doing is running the entire time exactly um but coming back to the direction aspect of it you know that section as soon as you leave the store it plays out basically like one of the scenes from the new scream movie where yeah. a convenience store is hit by the killer and you get to watch the killer, you know, do their thing on a new batch of victims. And all of that was impressive. And furthermore, the credit sequence at the very end of it, um, if anything, it made me more excited because I realized, oh, there's a wider cast of characters yeah. that then could be potential suspects or, you know, victims. And so, yeah, I would say for this one, um, it was very, very promising for a demo. And it left me wanting more, which is exactly what demo should be doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I can cover much more that you've uh put it well very well there i would say so i guess that means we're wrapping things up now but uh if you're a developer of an indie horror game demo concept or game jam entry we'd love to hear from you uh drop us a dm at safe room pod on twitter or that safe room pod 
at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Or you can just head to the DMs of at horrorbites underscore SR on Twitter if you'd like to be promoted there just generally. Um, Jay, pleasure as always. We shall see you next week. In the meantime, we'll keep searching for more horror bites. 